Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm super excited about our special guest today, but before we find out who it is, I love giving huge shout outs to our listeners. So over the past couple weeks, several of you have said that you've been practicing finding peace during the day. And you're loving the meditation challenge because you are getting results. So that makes me really grateful for you, Lip Talk Nation, to know that life in purple is making a difference. I also want to remind you of our most recent episode with Kathy Tonbaugh, who shares her story of helping her kids fight substance abuse and how it turned it into a passion to help other parents facing the same thing. If you haven't had a chance to catch our previous episodes, visit liptalknation.com and there you'll find more resources to help you live a life in purple. On our show today, we have master resilience trainer, author, and dynamic speaker, Sean Douglas. He has a huge passion to inspire the uninspired and believes that passion is born out of tragedy. Sean has been helping others conquer their own past for the past several years and teaches people how to recognize self-defeating behaviors. He challenges people to have the courage to follow their dreams. Welcome to the show, Sean. How are you today? I am doing very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, I'm so glad you're doing well, and I know that you have a huge message to deliver to Lip Talk Nation, and I also know just from researching you, Sean, that you have conquered a lot of yucky stuff in your past. But before we get into that, Sean, I would love for you to share with the listeners where you are from and how you got your start, especially as a master resilience trainer. Uh, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, born and raised, and in 2001, I joined the Air Force uh, right after 9-11, and I've been doing it for 15 years. I'm currently living in North Carolina, and uh, in 2009, I became a basic training instructor, or we call a military training instructor, drill instructor, it's all the same thing, and I fell in love with training and speaking and teaching and like the aha moments and, and, and all that because of that passion and purpose. When I went from Texas to North Carolina, they said, Hey, you've been already teaching resilience and goals and all that. Why don't you just get certified as a resilience trainer? Like, let's do it. So I've been doing that for uh, about three years now and running the program at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base as a lead master resilience trainer. I have to vet all the other trainers before they become trainers. I evaluate every single speaker that speaks in the resilience program. It's been awesome. Awesome. I journey. can't imagine what it's like to be have that aha moment that you were talking about. You love having them and then be able to 
teach others how to have an aha moment. So I really want to dive in to your story a little bit. When you were growing up in the rough parts of Michigan, I found that out when I was researching you, did you ever have a dream to be something more than your current circumstances? Or maybe I should ask the question this way, what did you want to be when you grew up? Growing up, I wanted to do something awesome. Like I, even now, even now, I still have a dream to be something awesome. Like I wanted to be the guy to invent the car, the light bulb, the you know CD, whatever. Like I want to change the world. That's what I wanted to do ever since I was a little kid. I wanted to change the world. At five years old, I wanted to be a farmer, actually. But then as I grew up, I found out that equipment's like $250,000, $300,000. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't have that money, so I'm not going to be a farmer. So I kind of gave up on that. But I've always wanted to do something great and inspire the uninspired. That's what I've always wanted to do. Even when I was a kid, I'd watch like Rocky movies and any inspirational movie I could think of to see the transition of how they inspire people. Any given Sunday with El El, uh, Pacino, you know, when he talks his his big game speech. You know, I wanted to be the guy giving that speech. So when I became a drill instructor, I used those passion and skills and everything to elevate myself to what I do now as an inspirational speaker. As far as what do I want to do when I grow up or what do I want to be when I grow up? Uh, that's what everybody's asked. Everybody's asked that. You know, what do I want to be when I grow up? The problem with that question is that nobody knows what they want to grow up. I know people who are 30, 40 years old who still don't know what they want to do when they grow up. <laughs> So what I tell people is, what do you value? So to find out what you want to be when you grow up, you just got to figure out what you value. And if you value something, then you pursue that value and you attach it to a goal and you have a higher success rate of accomplishing whatever you want to accomplish. Okay, you just pointed something out pretty tangible for Lip Talk Nation and the listeners. You said that it's not necessarily about the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? You are so right, and I love this answer, your perspective. It isn't about what you want to be when you grow up. It's I don't want to take away from anyone's dreams, but your perspective is what I want Lip Talk Nation to understand, and, and I want them to write this down. What do you value? And that is... An excellent question because many of us aren't asked that question in our whole entire lives. What do you value? So if the listeners right now can answer that one question, Sean, you're saying then you pursue it. Then success comes and then, you know, serving people comes and lots of really awesome things happen. And I love that you uh, wanted to do something great right off the bat in the story that you were just knew you wanted to do something like especially event the car which was already invented but I love how you were already thinking Sean when you were such a small child and growing up and that passion really started to grow I am so curious though Sean you have this desire to help others overcome their own tragedies especially having your own experience, which led you to write your book. But I would love for the listeners to really know some of those obstacles or those self-defeating behaviors, which is your book, Decisions, The Power to Overcome Self-Defeating Behaviors. So what were those like for you? What self-defeating behaviors did you have to overcome? There's a couple of different kinds of self-defeating behaviors. You know, there's that self-talk where we talk ourselves out of things, kind of like what I did when I was, you know, younger. I'm like, oh, that's never going to happen, and I'm not good enough for that. And you know, that's that. That's that self-talk. We need to guard ourselves from our self-talk. We are our own worst enemies, and we will strip ourselves of our dreams and strip ourselves 
of anything amazing that could happen in our lives just because we just don't believe that it's going to happen. So I had to overcome a little bit of that. You know, I'm not good enough and I don't want to, you know, inconvenience people and waste their time on me and, you know, all that. The biggest self-defeating behavior I had was that I never really dealt with issues and I medicated my pain. You know, I grew up in a household in a broken home where my mom was abused and me and my sisters were, you know, physically abused. Um, I would come home from school and if I did something wrong, you know, I'd get a belt or something, or he would just, you know, smack me around or something. And I dealt with that for up until I was like seventh grade. My mom was, you know, beat all the time. And, and, and so that's just what we grew up with. I grew up with an alcohol infested home and, and some drugs were prevalent as well. So growing up, you know, I, I, I was afraid that I didn't want to become that person. So when I became a father, that was one of the things that I had to overcome was I don't need to be like that. I don't want to become like that. But I started to because that's the only parenting uh, example that I had. I started medicating my pain with alcohol and pretty soon I was a functioning alcoholic. So what we do is we deal with pain three different ways. We either hit it head on and it doesn't phase us to the point where it consumes us, but we hit it head on and we deal with it and we overcome. The second way is that we medicate it with drugs and alcohol, which is exactly what I did. I medicated my pain. I didn't want to deal with it. Things would come up, feelings and thoughts, and I just, I didn't want to deal with it. So I tried to suppress them with alcohol. And the third way that people deal with pain and diversity and all that is by not dealing with it at all and just ignoring it and hoping it goes away. So that was the second thing. That's the second way that I did it. Most people will just avoid it and not deal with it. Another self-defeating behavior that most people have is that when they get success, they sabotage it. They either sabotage it because it's too good to be true. They sabotage it because I don't know how to deal with the success because I've never been successful. And all of a sudden success comes your way and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. So we sabotage ourselves. And the other way that people self-defeat themselves is by counting other people's blessings. When you count other people's blessings, you miss the blessings that are happening in your life. So I talk about that in chapter six of my book, how to not count other people's blessings. That was again, really deep right there, that last step. I loved all of them, you know, medicating ourselves and suppressing ourselves. We do get caught in this trap of count, counting other people's blessings and the comparison thing. And I love your perspective on that. And um, as kind of stepping on people's toes there, Sean, when I, I know you're just calling it, <laughs> no, it was like a very nice way of doing that. Instead of saying, oh, quit, stop comparing. You're saying, stop counting other people's blessings because you don't want to rob other people of their joy. And so that right there, again, gave me goosebumps, Sean. And I know that in, in your story, you have some pretty dark moments. So will you share with us what your breaking point was to stop all of this self-defeating behaviors? In um, 2007, my house burned down. I was, uh, you know, I was an alcoholic. My house burned down. And uh, the only person that was really there for me was was my now wife. And what had happened, I was throwing a party for St. Patrick's Day. And I had, you know, all my friends over who I thought were my friends. Then my house catches fire and everybody's gone. I'm left with me and my roommate. I had two other roommates and we're watching this house burn. I was like, well, what do we do? Everybody pretty much left and was like, I got no time for this. And this is too much drama, you know, all this stuff. So I'm left with some uniforms and, you know, laptop and a car and, you know, the house burns down and, you know, most of my clothes are gone. My roommate's room was completely engulfed in flames. All his stuff was gone. So he had the, like nothing, but I was left to deal with this myself. And the only person that really stepped up to help me was my now wife, who at the time really didn't even want anything to do with me because I was doing things that were inappropriate, you know, drinking and, you know, having people over and stay the night and, you know, I'm getting that. So she was like, I don't want nothing to do with that, but she ended up stepping up and she helped me out. 
And then, you know, we ended up getting together and I said, well, now that I'm married, you know, I can continue doing what I'm doing and, you know, all stuff. So I, you know, I go back to drinking and doing everything else. She's like, I can't deal with this. So I'm just going to divorce you. But I saw what was happening, that transition of, well, she's got a kid and I'm the step parent coming in. And I was automatically afraid that I would end up like my stepdad. So uh, I, I was very fearful acting around him and how to uh, interact, you know, with this three-year-old. Uh, but I would find myself yelling and screaming sometimes, or I'd be drinking and, you know, and so she was like, I can't deal with this. Like, I'm going to leave. Like, I don't want anything to do with this. And so December of 2008, it was my breaking point where she was gone. She took the kids. I'm, I'm, I'm by myself. I'm drinking. I don't know how to overcome. And, uh, I actually, uh, had suicidal thoughts and, and ended up trying to take my own life that night. Luckily I didn't. That was the point where I was like, what do I do? I'm turning into what I don't want. So I talked to my supervisor, talked to my people uh, that I worked with and was like, I need some, I need some help. Like I identified that I need help. And uh, I got over myself. I got over my ego. I got over, you know, my pride or what have you. And I reached out for help and it was the best thing I ever did. And I got the help I needed and I got the support system in place that I needed and uh, got out of the depression and they recommended me to be an MTI once I got better. And they said, dude, you need to be an MTI because you have a powerful story and people need to hear it. And while I was in basic training, I saved three other kids from trying to kill themselves in basic training. And now in the Air Force, I'm a suicide awareness trainer. So it, out of that out of that tragedy birthed a purpose. Sean, I'm shaking my head yes. So I can't even imagine what that darkest moment was to want to commit suicide. I mean, personally, I, I wanted to run away from my problems. I had the plan and that's what I wanted to do, but it wasn't suicidal thoughts. But I know, just like you said, out of that tragedy birthed this purpose. And you gave three very simple things that I want to point out to Lip Talk Nation in that dark moment, what you decided to do, which was not commit suicide, but you you wanted to reach out for help, and so you did. So that's number one. Lip Talk Nation, Sean reached out for help. Then number two, what he said is that he got over himself. And that's something very hard for people to hear when they're in a dark place, when they are at their lowest point, when they're at um, whether they're going to be at explosion point or breaking point. This is number two. What you said, Sean, was so important. Get over yourself. And I, again, now I have goosebumps all over, all over. And then the third thing, Sean, you said a support system. You got a support system, which is so important. Listeners, you don't have to do anything alone. You can conquer together with other people. And I know that you offer help and you, you go out and speak and you have this book written specifically for something tangible for people to do. So what an incredible mission you are on. Oh my goodness, Sean. I'm really impressed that your part of your mission is to inspire the uninspired. Now that's a very difficult job to do, at least from my own experience, to do this. But you've you've developed something and created something that people can hold on to and find it very tangible for people to reach success. So you truly have this gift to motivate for our listeners, though, who feel like everything around them is falling apart. I know that you can relate to this. The uninspired, let's call them that, so everything around them is falling apart. What is a simple action step they can take to become more than their circumstances? I always tell people, or I actually ask them, I should say, are you a product of your decisions or are you a product of your circumstances? I don't care what kind of circumstances that you've been through. I don't care what you've dealt with. If you don't make the decision to be better than you were yesterday, you will always be stuck. And that is the basic foundation of my book. You have to make the decision. And that's the biggest 
self-defeating behavior that people have is they're so indecisive, so very indecisive. Like, well, I don't know what to do. And I don't, I don't know where to start. And, and I'm, and they get overwhelmed and they start having panic attacks, but you've got to make a decision to start. That is the hardest thing that anybody can do is make the decision to start. So that's the basic foundation of my book and, and the reason I wrote okay, it. Okay. I'm even writing this down. What you just said, you've got to make the decision to start. And I know personally for myself, it was the same way. And I was living in my PJs five days a week. You know, I was self-sabotaging with the self-talk. So I can definitely relate to that. Not good enough, not worthy enough. And a lot of the listeners are really wanting the step. And all we can do right now is to encourage you to make that decision. Are you a product of your decisions or a product of your circumstances? Okay, Lip Talk Nation, he has a book available for you to take those necessary steps called Decisions. The power to overcome self-defeating behaviors. And you're so right, Sean. It is that decision. People are so indecisive. I'm on that mission as well to help people make decisions. So I also know, Sean, that you help people conquer change. A lot of people hate change, including myself, even if it's good. And I want to know, how do you help others deal with change, especially when they have had a rough past? You have got to count blessings every day. Every day. So let's say you're facing... a a new job or you're facing a move or you're face I mean, there's a huge change, marriage, relationship, whatever it may be. You have this huge change in your life. You have to, have to, have to count blessings. I tell everybody to count three blessings a day and let me know how you feel at the end of seven days. And so if you develop that habit of counting three blessings a day, you are better able to deal with the change and this changing demands and stresses that are placed upon you. The reason we do this is because it is in our nature to find the negative in every single decision and every single circumstance and every single thing that is presented to us and every opportunity we will always find out what the negatives are. Instead of focusing on the positives. By counting blessings, you will find each and every positive inside of every single negative thing that happens to you. If you get fired from a job, you're like, yes, I got fired, but I am going to go find an even more amazing job. And it's just that positive mindset. Oh, I got this other promotion and it's going to move me somewhere. Okay. I'm going to move. I'm going to leave family. or I'm going to leave, you know, whoever. However, positive side is I'm going somewhere I may not have never been before. So I get to see a place new and exciting and you know, I get to start over and, you know, so you can, it's all about perspective. You can look at it one way, but there's always another side to look at. And that is the key is the counting blessing. So um, I'm a huge fan of positive affirmations. I'm a huge fan of gratefulness and, and thankfulness and blessings and perspective. And I love to tell the listeners, Sean, that everything has an opposite everything. And so that's what I'm hearing you say in your answer. And so again, I'm super excited on the edge of my chair almost to stand up and shout Hello, Lip Talk Nation. This is exactly. So the other thing that I hear you say is is underlining is that if you focus on the positive long enough, even after a week, you're going to start feeling different. So Lip Talk Nation, another challenge for you. You've had this challenge before. I want you to take this challenge seriously and really practice finding three things, three new things that you're thankful for. What a great challenge. Thank you, Sean, for that. So I'm curious now, do you have a routine yourself in the mornings that you do? Okay, can you tell us what that is so we can glean from uh, you and your success? So I'm going to I'm going to plug something real quick if you don't mind. Go right so ahead. there's a guy named Hal Elrod. He wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. It is so incredibly I can't even it, it is indescribable how important it is for you to win 
the morning. Because if you don't and you set yourself up failure in the morning, that will dictate your attitude the entire day. Well, Hal Elrod and Mike and Lindsay McCarthy, they came out about a month ago, the same time my book did, and it is called The Miracle Morning for Parents and Kids, like parents and families. You can do it together. I suggest everybody gets this book. Our routine is that we wake up, we do like an affirmation, like I'm going to win the day. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, and my kids start doing it. I look great. I'm successful. I'm ready to go. And like my kids do the affirmations and incantations and all that stuff. But every night for dinner, we do our blessings every night for dinner. What happened today? What you always want to talk about school? What happened at school? What'd you do to I ask my kids, what are three things that happened today that you are thankful for? What are you thankful for today? Give me three things. And but we never use phones at the table. We never use TV at the table. It is us. It is the one hour a day that we can sit down as a family and we can win the evening as well. So we do our blessings at dinner every day. We sit down as a family, no interruptions. So you got to do that. It's so incredibly important that you have one hour a day with your family. There you have it, Lip Talk Nation. I, again, couldn't agree with you more, Sean, on this. Having that routine, especially in the mornings of your affirmations and teaching your kids to do the same thing, I find that so valuable for the next generation coming up instead of focusing on the negative, which is what we've had to conquer, and and teaching our children the same thing. And I love that you put the plug in for this book. The Miracle Morning. Yep, Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And then there's another one called The Miracle Morning for Parents and Families by Hal Elrod and Mike and Lindsay McCarthy. And they are amazing people. And they're going to try to come out with a miracle morning for teens because I told them, I said, you have to have one for teens. It is a huge transition period and the teens are looking for something. In our day, we had chicken soup, right? The, the chicken soup for the teenage soul and chicken soup for this. And there was a chicken soup book for everything. Boom. That's what I'm going to say to that. That is, I know plenty of people, many people who will want that book. And I'm really thankful because I had no clue about this. Oh, I'm super excited. All right. So now I have like a more of a personal question for you. Before we go into our lightning round, what lessons, Sean, are you learning right now as you continue to pour into the lives of others? Man, this question is, oh my gosh. I was just thinking about this yesterday. I have to make sure that what I'm doing as a speaker, as a trainer, as a life coach, as a whatever it is I'm doing, I need to ensure that I'm not comparing myself to other people because I look at other speakers and I know that's where I want to be and I cannot get discouraged that that's not where I am right now. I was like, man, I really want this book to do amazing things and I want to be, you know, this top selling you know, author and, you know, all this stuff, but I have to remember baby steps, baby steps. Their journey is not my journey. Their journey is not my journey. And I have to keep telling myself that their journey is not my journey. And I get discouraged sometimes. I'm like, oh, come on. I need this. And I got to speak here and I got to, you know, help out here. But I got to remember that I've got to stay in my lane because once I get out of my lane, then it's not my journey anymore. I'm trying to follow somebody else's footsteps, but I need to make sure that I'm following my purpose and I'm following my passion and I'm following my journey that I've already set before me. Living by example, Sean. There it is. That's what I'm hearing you say. (laughs) Trying to. Well, and it is. And I love how you're vulnerable in here because you want people to conquer their past and you yourself want to be that motivator and you are and it is baby steps. I understand this so much where you want things to happen right away and sometimes I feel like I think my my own theory is that we have to get our own detriments out of the way before we can have that that moment, right? That our own idiosyncrasies that we still have to work on. And so you're speaking right there to me. I understand. Oh my goodness. There you go, Lip Talk Nation. 
You've got to get pretty much out of your own way and know that it's baby steps. And you've got to stay, like Sean said, stay in your own lane. Stop comparing other people's blessings to yours. Check it out. Okay, Sean, thank you so much for sharing your story and being vulnerable with us. And now it's time to move to the part of the show where we get to know you on a fun level. So we call this our lightning round. The questions are simple, easy to answer. You just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready, Sean? I am ready. Here we go. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Uh, my superpower would be, I don't really like super people like <laughs> Like Superman and Batman are cool, but like, oh my yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it would be uh, superpower would be. Uh, 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 I have no idea. What would my superpower be? I don't know. That's hard. Uh, read minds. How about that? Read minds. Got it. Ooh, I'm writing that down. Like read Professor X. Minds. Read minds. Boom. Most embarrassing moment. Oh my gosh! Most embarrassing moment. Um. Oh man, there's so many. There's so many. Uh, my house burned down. Um, I, w- I got, <laughs> I got jumped by a bunch of kids when I was in high school because I was an angry kid and I was fighting all the time and I got jumped by like four kids and beat up really bad and put in the hospital. Um, I Yikes. say stupid stuff like all the time, like all the time I'll say something stupid. I'm like, Oh man. Um, yeah. All the time. Like if there's somebody important around, I probably say something stupid. I have to wash my mouth. I have to wash my mouth sometimes, you know, like I'll, I'm the guy that gets all passionate in church and then like says something stupid, like almost like a swear word. And I'm like, Oh no. You know, like that would be me. So I have to really guard my talk. <laughs> I don't have a filter. I don't have a filter. So <laughs> you're, Yeah, you're not alone, Sean. Not at all. <laughs> oh, my. Okay, what is your favorite food? My favorite food? This is easy. Yeah. It is Italian food all the way. Italian food. If you're an Italian cook, I love you. Italian food. All the way. Are you still there? Yes. Okay, I thought you left for a second. I'm nope. like, hey, Lip Talk Nation, we're going to close out early. Italian food, kidding. I'm out. <laughs> I know. That was awesome. Oh, if you could have any car in the world, Sean, what would it be? Well, I am currently building a 66 Mustang Coupe in my garage right now from the Frame Up Restoration. What? All right, so we have one final question yeah. for our lightning round. It's so simple. I should not stump you. What is your favorite color, Sean? Blue. See, I told you it wouldn't stop. That was the fastest of all the answers on there, besides no coffee. Boom. All right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, Sean, thank you so much for sharing those fun facts about you. Lip Talk Nation always loves the, to get to know people on a on that personal and fun level. So before we close out on the show, do you have any final advice on how to have emotional resilience? Okay. So in order for you to have resilience. I have three action steps for you. Number one, count blessings every day. Three times a day, count blessings. Don't make it a chore. Do it one in the morning, one in the midday, and one in the afternoon. I don't really care, but you got to count three blessings every single day, and you have to do it to other people. The second thing I'm going to tell you to do is dream a big dream. Don't just let people say, well, you can't do that because of this, that, and the other. Why? Why can't you? Don't let other people kill your dreams. Dream a big dream and live a blessed life. And the third thing you have to do And this is the most important thing I tell people. You have to, have to, have to build yourself a board of directors. The board of directors will help you go through any adversity, any change in demand, any stress. It will help you immensely. Your board of directors is a person, place, or thing that elevates you, that helps you, that supports you through anything you're going on. You are the CEO of your life. If every major company and every CEO has a board meeting to talk about growth, then why do you not have a board 
already set up for your life. You have to have a board of directors set up for your life to excel, to live a 10x life, and to grow as a person. Boom. Boom. Oh, Lip Talk Nation, did you hear that passion? That is what he delivers every time he speaks. I know I've seen it. I've watched you. I've I've done my research, Sean. So I know personally that that's, you're really authentic and true to what you say. So there it is. And I really love that last one that you said, build your own or build yourself your own board of directors. That right there speaks to me even. And that's so true. You need, that's your support system right there to follow your dreams. And you are the CEO of your life. Sean, you said a lot of good things. We're going to have some good quotes coming from you. So thank you for sharing your vulnerability with us and your tips for success. So I would love for you to tell us where we can find out more about you and how to get your book. Yeah, absolutely. So my book is available on uh, Amazon. You can search for it. Go to Amazon.com and search for my book, Decisions, The Power to Overcome Self-Fading Behaviors. I have a Kindle version and I have a paperback version. Um, I'm also on Facebook. You can look me up, Facebook.com slash Sean Douglas Speaks. And if you hit the Book Now button, it will take you directly to my website. And you can learn more about me at the website. And that's it. I got a LinkedIn account, too. If you want to look me up on LinkedIn, we can talk, chat, whatever. I am readily available. Not hard to find at all. And I really appreciate you. Uh, Go ahead, Lip Talk Nation, and go get his book. It will help you build emotional resilience and oxytocin. I know we didn't talk about that. But every time you say your blessings, Sean, and every time you say your thankfuls, you produce oxytocin in your body, which is the feel good hormone lip talk nation what an honor okay you're so fun and i really appreciate you spending time with us on life in purple where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer so it's been a real pleasure hearing your story sean and letting our listeners glean value from your experience lip talk nation if you have enjoyed today's episode or one of our previous episodes i would love to hear from you if you're an iphone user go on over to iTunes and leave a friendly review. And for Android users, send me a quick email to lara at laurasprague.com. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.